Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what time it is. It's 6 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday night. We got Rice Crypto with us. That's Marcus. We'll be right back with it. Aquarian Anarchy coming at you. All right, so when I found this quote last week, I didn't even know that John Wayne had ever said this, but this is the perfect fitting quote for tonight's episode. Government has no wealth, and when a politician promises to give you something for nothing, he must first confiscate that wealth from you, either by direct taxes or by the cruelly indirect tax of inflation. And man, oh man, are we experiencing some inflation. <laughs> Just a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit. Song. Rice. <laughs> Welcome, welcome back to the show. Uh, one of our uh, one of our favorite past guests, and uh, we appreciate you coming back to join us again. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the invite. Definitely looking forward to the conversation. You guys are always top notch, smart <laughs> thinkers, some critical thinkers. So I appreciate the conversations. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. I was going to say we try. I think Marcus uh, carries the brains <laughs> for all this whole operation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Look, if we're all going to kiss each other's asses. I'm going to get started first. Uh, Right on, right on. Smoker is the, the smooches are done. Smooch yeah, <laughs> That's right. So the last time we had rice on, there had been no crazy disease that they made up and sent out across the world. They, they no, there had been. I didn't join you until they had already released the crazy disease. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I want to say yeah. it was, it's been within the past two years. It's, it's, but, it was but, like but, a year ago or something. But those two years feel like an eternity five six maybe ten <laughs> yeah it feels like equal parts 20 years ago and last month in, it's in weird some because ways. it depends on what you're talking about yeah you know? because some things yeah it seems like just yesterday when it you know time flies by and right. then other things is like molasses and just drips so it's like <laughs> it's like this weird multiverse that we live in with multiple simulations of time happening all at once for Absolutely. sure so e either way Lots of shit has happened in the last couple years since uh, since you uh, were on before. And man, is it is it yeah is I'm it getting prepped for Armageddon, man? Right. Mad Max is coming in style again. So <laughs> so <laughs> beyond beyond all that, uh, Rice. What what are your thoughts? And welcome, Nico. By the way. Is he frozen? Oh, okay. He moves. No. <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts I'm, I'm on the, the past couple of years? The past couple of years? Mm-hmm. The past couple of years. I mean, we've had a lot going on. I mean, we can look at what happened with the pandemic issue. We can look at economics. Uh, we can look at sociology with all the division and stuff that's been going on with all the various movements that have taken place over the past few years. Um, and then you can look at what's going on with the bigger picture with your world economic forums and Davos and what's happening with IMF, mm -hmm. with the European central banks, with the federal reserve, which kind of goes into a little bit of the economics, but it's all one big picture. Uh, mm -hmm. I really feel like everything is happening for a reason is not because it's natural. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we have to be a little bit careful using youtube about what we can and cannot say and we have to appease the youtube overlords that's right 
So, um, you know, it's to get my full opinion about everything 100%, you know, would be probably causing the channel a lot of problems. But I definitely don't feel like this is natural. I feel like this is very much a plan, uh, especially when you look at all the, the, the previous simulation of events that are very similar to our pandemic uh -huh. and how they took place soon after a lot of those simulations, which were a lot of people that um, attended these events were very powerful world leaders, elite individuals. And, and yeah, it's kind of weird. And then obviously what's, what's weird about that whole time period and where we are now is we just saw the wrap up of the world economic forum Davos meeting, which was supposed to be in January. And they got pushed off and the Bilderberg. Yeah. That's, that's maybe still going on. Mm -hmm. We're about to end. Yeah. yeah. Which shout out to uh, Luke Radowski from We Are Change because he's mm -hmm. out in D.C. covering that. I didn't even know about that happening. It's almost like the World Economic Forum stuff overshadowed, overshadowed that. Yeah. yeah. And that says something. It really does because Bilderberg was what we would have thought of as like the, the mm -hmm. elite club. But it feels like it's taken a few notches down and Davos has kind of become that top well, club see, that people want to be a part of. The rich, the wealthy, the powerful, the one percenters. Well, that's like their uh, cosplay cons, though. Like, they, they, you know, there's so many of them. It doesn't mean that they can't go to all of them or or at least, you know, mix and match and pick which ones they're going to this year and which ones they're going to go to next year. Yeah, it's, I don't uh, think uh, the elites are very uh, limited to which elite parties they go to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nico, um, you're I, I think you're you're like either not your microphone's not connected. Yeah, it's or not, something. It's not it's getting your right mic. Yeah. That's happened to me a lot recently where my yeah, settings yeah. have been changed in, in the stream yard and on my computer. I did yeah. an interview and didn't even find out that my mic oh, was using the mic from my camera until I was doing the edit of the video. The guest didn't have the audacity to tell me my mic sounded like shit, <laughs> which I would have well, much appreciated. We had that with uh, we had Reed Coverdale on uh, a few months back, and he afterwards he was like, "Man, my mic wasn't connected," and I was just like, "I just thought that was your setup, and it was that bad because you were he was in his truck, you know." I was like, mm -hmm. "I just thought that was the best you could do because you're in your truck," and I didn't want to be a dick and be like, "Hey, man, your 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 sound sucks." Um, well, if you see this in this front of somebody, yeah, that yeah. sounds a lot better. If you see a mic All like right, this so in front of somebody and it sounds like how he sounded. Before right, you change exactly. the settings, then you know that something, and you know to say something to somebody. Right, right, That's only right. common courtesy. So, yeah, I'm not well, going to so, say who that was. I was interviewing, but that was not yeah. cool. Enough. So, so I have I have a mic as well, but it's over here. So, like, it's it's off off camera. So you you would you know what I mean? Like, you, if if you don't know, and you've only and it, I was inter appearing on an interview for the first time, you wouldn't know. But right. uh, I want to I want to touch in on what you were talking about with these different you know high level meetings. Let's call them. And this, uh, the simulations and the different things that have transpired, and how it may not all be necessarily economic. I, I tend to, I, I look at economics as part of what what I think is a, a grander, just like a control, control and power. Well, our, our monetary they, system, our banking yeah, the system, monetary, monetary right. system, exactly. not necessarily that, economics in, in in general, but what you're exactly. saying because the the central bank with with the uh, with the Federal Reserve, you can obviously see since they got in power in control of the currency for the United States since 1913, we've been in a complete mm -hmm. decline ever since. For sure. So that's obviously been the strategy is still wealth from people. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, it's but I think that's been and I think if you go back and that's why like, I got I know you you got to meet him at uh, at the Bitcoin conference um, in Miami. Uh, our our good friend Hotep Jesus 
um, his book, The Patriot Report, kind of goes into like a lot of this stuff is just like iterations of like the new way to skin the cat of fleecing the regular schmegular people and enslaving them. When you when you realize that it's hard to like physically enslave people, you have to find other more subtle and more um, gentle and um, I don't know, acceptable means of enslaving people. And so that's part of, to me, that seems like it's part of the the mechanism and, and the monetary system is just the, the grandest way to really kind of hide all that stuff. Like the John Wayne quote mentioned that, that, that taxation through inflation is the best way to just kind of sneak it past people because eventually your wages come up, but it takes some time and you end up paying through the nose before that. Right, but this has been happening, you know, slowly mm-hmm. for quite, you know, for for all of our lifetimes. Right, everyone right. on this show, every you know, every year, but but people didn't start to notice or really care until it became more than the little bit that it was previously, the the two to three percent that they mm-hmm. were aiming for. But the system, like you said, I mean, when you talk about modern slavery, if you don't do something to participate in a commerce game Mm -hmm. then you're not really going to be able to survive in the real world you have to participate and participating Mm -hmm. in the commerce game which is debt-based makes you a slave to debt Mm -hmm. and it's just this never-ending cycle i mean now now with the entire global debt i think you know it would take more time than we have to be able to pay that debt off Mm-hmm. And 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 the system just keeps stacking more debt or more debt or more debt. It's it's and it's just continuing. And it's and it's getting to the point where it's like that a reverse Jenga board. Instead of pulling out the piece, it's just building it up until it's going right. to tumble. When is that? Right. When is that one piece going to make that whole puzzle fall over? Right. Do you honestly think that uh, there will be uh, something very soon that makes will revise or rethink about? economics granted this bullshit's been happening for what the past two three years and it's taken a while for people to open their eyes up to what's been happening uh do you think something recent is going to occur for people to really open up their eyes like gas is 554 like that shit's stupid <laughs> that right, shit's well, we, when we see a national average of five dollars is when things are really going to start to be alarming for people we haven't quite hit the Good national man. average but we're getting there mm-hmm. um I mean, it's a question. I mean, the Federal Reserve and the central banks continue can continue to do things to try to keep this game going. But in 2008, I mean, the, it basically came to an end and they put it on life support. And now they're mm-hmm. trying to deal with that life support entity right now. Mm-hmm. Now, we hear the, the talk about the Great Reset. Um, we're, we're hearing about CBDCs, which was also mentioned at the World Economic Forum Davos mm-hmm. meeting. Uh, interoperability between CBDCs, which is programmable tracking and tracing, no privacy currency that's issued by banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they could easily switch over to a digital system and have a little bit more control over things. Uh, but again, how long will that last? How long can they keep this thing going on? And how long do they want to keep it going on? But at the same time, it just, you know, I've started to come to the realization of some things like I am not a fan of the Fed. And I'm not saying the, the the enemy of your enemy is your friend in this situation by any means, but the Federal Reserve and New York, the New York Stock Exchange, what we think about with Wall Street, seems mm-hmm. to be fighting what the the 
IMF and the ECB, the European Central Bank, are trying to do in conjunction with the World Economic Forum, huh. which is going towards globalism. You know, also you see that um, Russia is kind of fighting that effort as well. Mm. So, so it's, it's kind of interesting to think about that part. So mm -hmm. how much how much of this this takedown do you think is intentional? And if you think that any of it is intentional, um, how much who do you think is responsible for it? Takedown of what? What do you mean? Spence? The economy in general, that battle that you were talking about. It would be entities like the World Economic Forum, which has had global infiltration of uh, politics into different nations. Sure. Um, do you I mean, think that was one of the goals of the World Economic Forum was to bring these young global leaders in, get them kind of conditioned on the same page with their mindset. Mm -hmm. And the more individuals that have that mindset that are in political positions, the more it helps to align that ideology globally. Mm -hmm. And that's where they go towards that globalization effort, where someone like you know, Rand, Rand Paul, he's, you know, a lot of people think he's turned into like some crazy guy, but he's one of the, he seems to be one of the most level-headed Mm -hmm. critical thinkers out there right now of mm -hmm. everything that's going on absolutely so well, it's completely I... planned but, but it's i don't it's it's just the wealthy i can't point it towards any one individual or one group because sure. i even if you you're davos you have interconnections because you have your bilderbergs you have all these different things but it's the wealthy elite the corporatocracy that's trying to maintain and keep control I was really uh, impressed by your recent, um, in which you know, your recent interview with Mark Passio and um, his analysis of um, the occultocracy. Um, and um, I really like that word for for two reasons. That's a really uh, good one. Yeah. And, and, That's what and, I was telling him. That's why I was like, I got to use this in the thumbnail yeah, and the title sure. and everything. Right. Like all the time. It, <laughs> it, it Because it covers everything. Yeah. Not only does it, it it talk about and and kind of inform the idea that there are people who are involved with the occult with direct mm -hmm. like whether you want to call it black magic or whatever you want to call it. Well, um, anything occult. that's hidden from right. the the mainstream the the normal world that we know of because the word occult doesn't necessarily like, right just hidden. It doesn't yeah. mean it. It's not a negative connotation necessarily. A lot of people associate uh, it with right. something negative. Sure. I just wanted to clarify. No, but that. it's 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 a great word for that reason because it means exactly what this aptly describes all of that hidden uh, background, deep state, whatever you want to call it. The other thing that makes it great is that no one else is using it, so it's <laughs> not a buzzword yet that gets you banned from anything. Right. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's great in that sense too. Yeah. So well. It, yeah, so I, with stuff like that, too, where I'm not sure about what to say and what not to say, I really try to speak more in parables and use mm -hmm. code language. right. Trying to right. speak like Christ. Christ in, in public would speak in parables, and in private, he would speak plainly. Yeah, there you go. Wow, that's that's really, that's well put. And there's a real, there's a purpose in that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, it, it's almost as if possibly, you know, the entity that we know of is Yeshua, Jesus, could have been self-censoring himself in public so that he wasn't putting you know putting himself in, in any more jeopardy than he already yeah. was doing i think he right. knew, well the 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 script was written but it was to make sure that it happened in the time that it was meant to happen in and not not before some of the gems that he needed to drop on the people in private needed to be dropped <laughs> right. right so 
So, so I think that that is a, a really good description and, and because we talk about the Bilderbergs and we talk about Davos and we talk about all that shit. That's, if we see it, that's not who's in charge. These yeah, people are, are smart enough to mm-hmm. keep themselves out of the limelight. Out of the light. Yep. Yeah. And because these people function in darkness. Well, and a good so. example is, and I, I want to say Swedish, but I maybe German. Uh, I'll go with German because he sounds German. A German economy college professor had some idea about trying to bring together different entities, wealthy people and things like that. Had no political influence. Nobody knew who this individual was. And it's this individual we know today as Klaus Schwab. Uh-huh. How do you go from being... He's Swiss, isn't he? I, I was thinking Swiss, but I wasn't sure. He sounds German as hell. But Swap sounds German. So I was thinking, I was thinking he was German, but I, Swiss was coming to mind too. So it was one mm-hmm. of the two. But, but again, Either how does way. a how does this economist professor at a at a college that nobody necessarily is familiar with mm-hmm. uh, become what he is today? And so, and and even early on, be able to get in the ear of all these important people to get what became the World Economic Forum, because it had a, it had a different name uh, when it first formed, but what became the World Economic Forum to become what it is today, there's no way it was just him. There has to be somebody behind helping to push the buttons, helping to pull the strings, and those are the people that we don't know about. That's that occultocracy. Yeah, He is German, by the way. Okay, cool. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, you were correct. you were, no, you were correct. It's, I'm correcting myself because that's well. At first, I thought Switzerland, Swiss, and, yeah, then, and then yeah. I did go with German. So, but I knew it was one of the two. Yeah, yeah. But he sounds so German when he talks. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's listening, to, like, like listening to Rammstein and acapella. <laughs> Red Skull. <laughs> do, do uh, for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though the 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 comparisons to him and any dictator are are hysterical. That's all I have to say about that dude because he just fits the the like no. he, he does that. Yeah, he, he, needs a, that he really just needs cool a costume he was wearing with that really wicked like robe. It had like the leather. I mean, it was pretty <laughs> right. nice. Like I'd, no, only I, the only thing he's missing is like a hairless that. cat. Seriously, <laughs> right, he's only sure. missing the hairless cat. And Why the are hairless cats chair. deemed evil? Like. <laughs> Because it's Doctor right. Evil, man. It's a Doctor right, Evil, Evil thing. Like you didn't watch. Uh, I understand that. No, Austin like Powers? I understand Austin Powers, but like a hairless cat, though. Y'all could have chosen a Rottweiler or like you know, listen, a hairless cat <laughs> is is unnatural and scary as shit. So <laughs> well, let's just give him a squirrel fits. monkey. Let's let's have, let's let's have a bald, a bald squirrel monkey. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Bro, have so, you ever seen a squ- a, a bald raccoon? I have some scary shit right that there. That sounds like I don't even know if Chad, I would be able to determine what backwoods of Louisiana a have you been through? Right to see a ball. <laughs> I saw no. I was I, I don't remember what it was. That's a pastime like, activity. <laughs> we like to catch raccoons and shave them. I do know somebody who used to who used to sell the pelts, and they had to shoot they had to shoot raccoons uh, with a pellet gun, and you had to shoot them through the eye so that you wouldn't damage the pelt. Yeah, wow. I heard. I heard. There's some vicious ass kids who was just murking squirrels left and right just for that was in Livonia, Louisiana. Shout out oh, to Livonia. Shout, shout out to those uh, Louisianans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, where where your kids shoot a gun at five years old? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's not common in Chicago. We get demonized for five-year-old shooting yeah, guns. My kids go bash Are you in Chicago? Porch. Yes, sir. Wow. And you're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and black. It's <laughs> a double on time. Well, I, I didn't want to add that part. I white. added it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, Nico's, people, people look Nico's at me black. and think I'm white, so I got to act like I'm white just for those I people. was informed I talk <laughs> white, oh so I'm safe. Okay, I'm black from the waist down again. <laughs> Bro, shut up! Every it, it, it really gets old. Like it was funny the first time. I it's know, not funny why anymore. I keep doing it. No, but it, it gets less funny. It's that's okay, what I'm Marcus, saying. I'm black from the waist down too. That's the exact kind of humor I have, though. I like to rub. I like to rub where it just gets raw. Because yeah, sure. oh baby, I like it raw. Okay. <laughs> oh baby, I like it raw. Shout I like out to treat it more like one of those uh, power ups on a video game, shout, or whatever. You shout, gotta shout you gotta recharge it. It has to wait until it's recharged all the way before you can oh, oh, deploy Nico, it again. Check it out, man. When I, I'm going out to Austin tomorrow, and um, one method man, M E T H O T man, is oh, going to yes, be out sir. there speaking, nice. and awesome. Capadonna is going to be there, and also Big Boy. Oh, fun. oh cool. Hey, uh, they're uh, all into crypto. So I, I point on, uh, I definitely want to be oh, talking damn, to M-E-T-H-O-T like, man. All leaders are like all presenters are you going to something that like revolves around bitcoin and they're going to be speaking yeah i'm going to be going to decentral and consensus so at decentral um yeah uh method man and capadonna are supposed to be speaking in some capacity kevin okay. smith kevin smith from, oh i rock with kevin smith gonna, i love he's going to be speaking he's going to be speaking and then at consensus um i saw a big boy was going to be speaking and there's some other oh two chains two chains Two chains is smart as fuck. With people so yeah, you got a lot of these hip hop artists that are yeah, definitely like recognizing the the potential of what cryptocurrency has to offer. So, oh, so since, they're going, it's since, a crypto. since I was throwing out some hip hop references, yeah, no, that's, that's, to... that's, that's that's what like so like the last one I remember, Wendy O said like Snoop Dogg was going there. So a lot of main mainstream rap artists are going. What's that um, that I know of? Jim Jones. He he goes to a lot. Mm-hmm. He's he's I've seen him. He's been at a lot of events. Um, Big boy. I, I think something different when Jim, Jim Jones comes up. It's Jim <laughs> Jones, right? That's his name, right? The guy who gave his number, the, the guy from Texas yeah, uh-huh. who gave his telephone number out. Yeah, Marcus that? is talking about the other Jim Jones. I know, I know. I'm just making sure I get the name right. I didn't confuse it with the Kool Aid Man. Jamestown? No, what's it? Uh, what's it? What town is it? Fuck, I can't remember. Now I'm messed up. Anyway, y'all know what yeah. I'm talking about. I don't know how. I, I'm sorry Jones for the, the music hip hop tribute, but um. Nah, we do that occasionally. Like All of us appreciate some hip hop, but uh, so so what have you been doing in your uh, aside from from uh, talking to Mark Passio and we'll get into Janice uh, McAfee here in a moment. But other than that, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I know that like Chad said, you went down to the the crypto thing in, in Florida. I saw bits and pieces of that. Um, so. So what have you been up to, uh, particularly with your show that you're interested in? Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, I've been traveling a whole lot. Um, haven't traveled the past few months just because I was traveling so much before and I had made a lot of trips to Miami because Miami is just very crypto friendly and there was a lot of crypto conferences and nice. stuff going on. So I try to attend those in um, those in-person events so I can connect with people mm-hmm. and network as well. But as far as my my channel, I mean, I've got three different shows on one channel. I have the Rice Crypto Show covering crypto and blockchain, the Rice Report covering economics, politics, current event, news, worthy stuff, and then Stranger Than Fiction, which covers fringe topics, some things that people call conspiracies. I uh, go down the lines of spirituality, 
uh, which you've been on my show talking about before, mm-hmm. um, in addition to history, law, because I mean, really the overall theme of what I do is sovereignty and freedom. Mm-hmm. Crypto is just one of those tools that give us, get us to that sovereignty and freedom, but it's more the financial end is not the actual mm-hmm. sovereignty. end. so I've been, you know, really trying to study a lot of things about that. Been dealing with a lot of censorship. Um, been learning how to play a better game with it. Haven't gotten any strikes since February. I've maintained at least <laughs> one strike since um, April of 2020 until February 7th of 2022, which I that's good. wow, that's that's good shit. And I'm and yeah, and I've been bringing on some guests that are crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for, the thing that's tough sometimes, right? It's yeah, like you well, try to you try to draw between the lines, and then somebody else comes out there and they're like, "Fuck your lines." Well, <laughs> if I'm putting a controversial guest on whose YouTube channel is still up, and he's able to communicate that information on his channel, mm-hmm. then uh-huh. it should be safe. Should be. Oh, I see. So, like, right. so I like, see this guy, this guy Godfrey Bloom, was a member of the European Parliament. A lot of crypto people and people in economics have heard some of his rants and speeches because he just calls out the banking system, um, says that it's all fraud and that bankers and politicians should be arrested and hung or hanged. Hanged. Oh, damn. Hanged well, well that, that, that's, that's a little critical. That's a good right start. Well, and, and I've actually. That's the sort of thing that you used to be able to say 300 years ago. Well, and, and it, but no, and he it, says it. You know, he they says tarred and it. feathered it's people. His, it's on his YouTube channel. It's on my not, YouTube channel. So he don't say it in pig Latin. It's just straight. No, he says it very straight up. Like, wow. and I actually took the clip from him in the European Parliament where he says, "Oh, well, that people should storm this building and hang every single one of you, and man. you deserve it." Well, I mean, you, you, and and the, and, the, and the video was able to be monetized there hasn't been an issue what's up sean sean's a good friend of mine what what's what's the censure like i understand like america only display uh like displays only certain type of news and europe only displays a certain type of news what's their censorship over there compared to over here is it any different or is it all along the same lines in general i don't know i haven't actually spoken to a lot of people but i would imagine that we probably have it the best Hmm. Being that we have this thing that people don't mm-hmm. technically recognize called the Constitution and our Bill of Rights and our Declaration mm-hmm. of Independence. Um, actually, right. and this is dude, this is so crazy. This happened to me on Friday night. I made a post and I've been sharing it on Instagram and I shared it on uh, Twitter and a couple other social media platforms. I was posting a direct quote from Thomas Jefferson oh. from a picture. It talks about government and tyranny. Uh-huh. And it's it's a real quote. It's the the blood of uh, patriots and tyrants, or no? Um, I can pull one. it up. Okay. And then I also pulled a quote from the Declaration of Independence, which talks about the abolishment of governments and, and mm-hmm. the and our right to do that and our reason right. for doing that. So right. when, sure. whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government. Mm-hmm. That's from the Declaration of Independence. And then the quote that I had, the quoted picture, was when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. Mm-hmm. These are known quotes. This is yeah, historical sure. information. Those are like, yeah, those are like gentle quotes, too, if you're being straight. Yeah, you know? yeah but there's some much worse ones. <laughs> yeah. Wow, really? Back False the information? Declaration of Independence, man. False information? Facebook. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Well, speaking of false information, uh, apparently we have been corrected. Uh, Mike Jones, Cannon Hotep says. That's why I thought Jim Jones was wrong. I was. Yeah. I, I knew I, I, knew <laughs> I was wrong. Shout out to Cannon Hotep. Everybody knows I'm not a perfect individual. My memory is not 100%. I, I take yeah. advantage of lots of medicinal cannabis and. <laughs> I I am forty seven years old, so I can remember my name. <laughs> there you go. Look, why do you think we have three hosts? We can't remember shit. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It takes all three of us. Just touche. <laughs> so, so it is as we've covered. It's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting couple of years, and one of the things that has happened in the past year or so um, was the death of John McAfee. Um, if anybody ha did not know, they live in a cave and, and do not know that the uh, government, at least of Spain, was, and this is me saying this, I'm not saying this for Rice, I'm not saying it for anybody else, but the, at least the government of Spain was complicit in the murder of John McAfee. Mm -hmm. And recently you were um, you were lucky enough to have um, Janice McAfee, his wife, on your show and, and had a fantastic interview. If anyone doesn't know Janice, I had the pleasure of speaking with Janice um, when I was the press secretary for Adam Kokus. She's an amazing and very kind individual, and I really enjoy her energy and who she is. So would you like to comment about um, John and maybe your, your interview or anything about that topic? Yeah, well, one, I was going to say, if you didn't say what you had already said, I mean, you already have like a little bit of insight in the situation because working with Adam, one of the suggestions that I had with my many interviews with Adam, you know, which you helped me with, and that's how we became mm -hmm. friends, sure. was suggesting at one point, several points, because both him and McAfee, John McAfee, were running for president with the Libertarian Party. And I'm like, why don't you guys team up? That happened at the very end. I got to do the one and only interview. So I know that you've had interactions with both Janice and John, but more of Janice because Janice deals with that kind of stuff for John. So um, right. what you may not have heard, Chad, and what Nico didn't hear is. So I had the opportunity to interview John McAfee more times than anybody in the world in single interviews. There's been plenty of people who are writing books um, doing other kind of things where they have more film footage. But as far as official interviews, I have that that title, you know, and that's one mm -hmm. thing that I'm really proud of. And John, you know, was very welcoming for that. Mm -hmm. And because I developed a little bit of a relationship with both Janice and John, after John's passing, I had been staying in contact with Janice to make sure she's been all right, just to look out after her because she's been staying in Spain, which is where she's at right now by herself because John's body hasn't been released. So I was telling Marcus, I went through a period of time while she was grieving and talking to me, going through a vetting process to a point that I was asked by her and individuals working with her to help her to prepare for interviews. So I was asked to kind of coach her and be her sparring partner. And that interview that came out publicly was our fourth recorded interview. The other ones won't come out in any sense publicly i was just trying to help her to get prepared for it and even shifted the style of interview because the the first interview sounded like two friends catching up we're going to do a follow-up that's going to have more of that vibe where we're kind of getting into how they met clearing up a bunch of rumors 
um, celebrating the life of John McAfee. But and you said you had this pulled up, Marcus. There's a, the, the main purpose with Janice doing the interview and, and coming out publicly because there's no reason for her to do this. Uh-huh. They have not released John's body. John died on June 23rd, 2021. Today's June 5th. So 18 days will be one year. Uh-huh. They haven't released his body. Now, I went through all the different things that could be causing a delay. I'm not going to jump into that because it's a long discussion. People should check out the interview. Yeah. Um, but regardless, human rights, regardless of what you think about John McAfee, you know, if how would you like your body to be delayed for almost a year, up to a year, beyond a year for there to be closure? But not only closure, she wants to get an independent autopsy, which is the most important thing. And, and with his body, we don't know. We don't know how well the body is being preserved, so we don't know what kind of damage is being done to the body before there could be an independent autopsy. And and the reason why there needs to be an independent autopsy is because McAfee was very very outspoken about not being suicidal and not having any intention to kill himself. He uh, went on the run having charges from the IRS for tax evasion. Then after he got arrested, he got charged with SEC with a bunch of um, violations, securities violations. Now, he was 75 years old, but even with those charges, he wasn't looking at being in prison for the rest of his life. So it wasn't like John was in prison. was like, oh, I'm going to be in prison forever and I'm never going to get out. I'm just going to kill myself. He said that if anything happened to him, the same thing that happened to uh, the guy that owns the islands with a questionable reputation that Jeff Berwick and Luke Rudowski went on. The other one who didn't kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. The other one. Yeah. That, that would happen to him. And um, so the, the media reported that John committed suicide and hanged himself. Mm -hmm. When they found John, John wasn't dead. So if John wasn't dead when they found him and they had to try to revive him, where was the suicide hanging yourself aspect? If anything, from a responsible point of view, it would be complications from attempted. Um, it's a messed up situation. But the Spanish authorities are saying that he committed suicide. Yeah. And we know John said he wouldn't. So, Well, not only did he say he and, wouldn't, and he and, said and, that, they, that they would try to say that he did. That's and, the and, thing. When some, right, right. You know, like he that's the, the whack tattoo. So with them right. not releasing the body to allow for an independent autopsy and closure, you got to question why. Right. You got. I mean, like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and and it doesn't make sense that this has been buried and nobody's talking about it. Right. You know, like if you if you if if John McAfee inspired anybody who's watching this, like if there was anything he said that made you say. I'm so glad he said that, you know, you need to stand up for that. If you care about people, you care about rights of humans. If you care about yourself, I mean, we need to be looking out after human rights and to keep a body this long. And then the other thing is there's no official autopsy, no death certificate, no cause of death officially released, nothing in, in, in real capacity. So all of the charges that he has in the United States, with the IRS and the SEC, the, those cases are still open. Mm-hmm. And then you have idiots 
who are pretending to be John McAfee on social media, on like Truth Social and, and Telegram groups, and they're not John McAfee. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I can tell, from the best of my knowledge, without me being there, John's dead. You know, yeah. it sucks to say that. You know, Janice, yeah, well, she, of all the people, she, she, would, yeah. she yeah. would want him to be alive more than anybody. I would uh-huh. second that. Yeah, John's not with us, mm-hmm. and 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 people are exploiting other people, making people think, and, and the, also in these Telegram groups, there's a bunch of like religious Christian rhetoric, and I I love Jesus, okay, but I don't mm-hmm. identify as a Christian, but I follow the way, Same. so I'm more Christian than Christians. But with that being said, John McAfee didn't believe in God. There was no spirituality or religion in John McAfee. So these groups that are sharing all this religious stuff. And attaching it to a letter between P and R. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is, I know yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, and I, I do want to comment um, because can you pull out the petition. Can you share? Uh, the I've got the petition down in the notes um, okay. underneath us. Um, and so, yes, we, we do have that. Um, but I, I wanted people to, to note that. You know, this hasn't taken the legs that it should, because who doesn't support John McAfee? And I want to, uh, uh, you know, I, Chris, you you may not know this um, about me, but my my actual degree is in funeral service. So to put a fine point on what uh, what is going on and why this is a human rights violation is that um, the human body can only stand being, um, you know, cooled because we can't really be frozen uh, and, and then be shown. Right. Okay? But that would damage, you would have cell Correct. cell damage and things like Correct. that. Correct. The, the amount of decay that has mm-hmm. already happened to John is enormous, regardless of if he's embalmed, regardless of all of that. So the, the fact that they are not allowing people for somebody who is obviously dead, there's not a, any kind of like um, contagion that they need to be worried about. Nothing like that. This is absolutely a violation, at least, of Janice's human rights to um, to mourn her 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 significant other. To mourn well, there's also husband. there's also a daughter, um, which mm-hmm. I bring up in the interview, but she gave up legal claim to the body because there, there yeah. was apparently a dispute. Also, Janice and John had gotten divorced in 2019. Mm-hmm. But for the Spanish authorities to have called Janice to identify John's body wouldn't, wouldn't mean that the Spanish authorities recognize her in some legal capacity. Sure. Whether or not she has superior claim over the daughter, but, but if the daughter truly gave up legal claim, that would be the only thing I can think of that would cause a delay. And yeah. apparently, like I said, she, the daughter has given up legal claim because there wasn't that close of a relationship. John claimed to have like 47 or 48 kids. And of those children, only one he had a relationship with. He, he apparently potentially spoke with one son who found out John was his dad via ancestry. Huh. And then he found out about another son through the one that contacted him because that individual contacted him to find his family. So, um, but yeah, there's only one child that John had relationship with. Um, Mm. So, I mean, the whole thing with John saying that he wouldn't commit suicide and wasn't suicidal, even at his age and health deterioration, 
with the Spanish prison saying that he wouldn't, the media putting out that he committed suicide and hanged himself when they found him alive. It's just the whole combination of everything just doesn't look good. Yeah. And, you know, so a lot of people have came and put a lot of support behind people like Ross Albrick from Silk Road. Mm-hmm. Actually. Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. And it has not happened with McAfee in a way that I feel like should be. Uh, somebody else on Twitter called out Edward Snowden. You know, not saying that Snowden's watching this, but Snowden's got some little bots crawling and like looking for his right. name being brought up in something. And he hears this. Right. Right. I Fair. feel like someone like him has a responsibility <clears throat> for someone like John McAfee. Anybody who's in the intelligence area that's utilizing computers, computer science, should have a lot to thank John McAfee for. Right. I mean, even before the creation of the antivirus thing, John was involved. This is why people were worried about the, the dead man switch. John was involved in a lot of black ops projects, worked for Xerox, CSC, which is a government contractor, Lockheed. I mean, this guy and NASA all before wow. he created the first antivirus wow. company, you know, the and, and the first actual antivirus uh, program that we utilize. So. And, and how many of those computers that had McAfee antivirus were donated, given away for tax write-offs to government, or even just sold to the government, you know? Right. And, and John McAfee seemed to be the type of person that would have backdoors. He seemed to be a backdoor man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pause. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Next> now? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure John would approve. It's with a black woman. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, beautiful black women are known for their beautiful badonka donk. Oh, right, Nico. Am I am I not correct here? I know some white girls do as well. But if we're generalizing things between you and Marcus, I don't know how we still have a channel. But here we are, nonetheless. All right, I'm gonna see. I I tried. this is, I'm gonna give. I'm this officially a, shot. a hotep. I'm gonna, so I'm I'm good. gonna give this. Oh, is that right? You got. You got the. All I'm right. So I did it. I did it. I got it. Yay! I see. I have successfully pulled up the, uh, the petition here. Yeah. And that's so what I'm saying. There's you less than a thousand signatures on this thing, man. It's a. It's a really long uh, URL, but well, uh, I can give you the. the, I'll, the, one of the I can send you the shortened the, version. It, no, well, it's it's in the it's in the description. So it's all good. Like we, okay, we've got there is a really all, short. All anybody version. needs to do is is click the link in the description, and you will be taken to this. So go in, you know, sign that. Uh, and there's no that. need to donate. Just sign yeah. and share. Don't yeah. donate. Sign and share. Like this, mo- any any donation money is going to go to change.org, who's running the rainbow flags right now. Right. I would, I would right. prefer you just to right. sign and share. So what are you saying? You. Uh, because you don't run the rainbow flag that you must be, you must hate everybody who isn't like you. No, I just That's, don't support, I don't no, support corporate entities exactly. and change.org is one of those. Like, yeah, no, that's, I'm surprised change.org is allowing for the free Ross bro. petition and the John McAfee petitions to even be up. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's facts. Did you notice have you seen the, the stuff where like, if you go to Saudi Arabia, like every one of these corporations, their Saudi Arabia branch doesn't have that in their, in their logo. Shocker. Like they're like, nah, like you want to sell shit here? You can't put that in there. And they're like, all right. <laughs> right. And so it's like, it's really like if they really were about that life, they would put the rainbow anyway, right? Sure. 
but they're not about that life. It's well, I think Ukraine just—I think Ukraine just changed their uh, their army patches to have yeah. that rainbow unicorn <laughs> without the rainbow. They did, and they I have did. no problem with the rainbow. I really don't have a problem with no, the rainbow. No, that's that's the thing. It's like I, I'm not you, judging people. I'm do, judging corporations. Yeah, you do what you want to do. Uh, like I'm not—I'm not here to like stop you from doing what you want to do. Uh, first of all, like you know, we don't need to be like having that shit like overrun schools and teach that to kids like as it's as though it's yeah. like a, a supplement or a replacement for like math and reading like we have some horrible records when it comes to like people being able to read and write and and computate dude uh, it's getting mathematical worse equations now. and and but they know about how they, the one thing they can get right in math class is uh that there's no way you can determine the number of genders that there are um that's the one that's the one uh more mathematical proof that they can that they can uh they can run to its full court anyway it's just it's just crazy like we we are it's truly if you think about it like it's it's so much less about um actually teaching people the tools that they need to be able to thrive and more about making people constantly afraid that they might offend someone well, it's about conditioning. It's not yes, teaching people absolutely. how to be um, self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not taught about how to. Um, we're not taught about money. We're not taught about money. We're not taught about credit. We're not talking. We're not. You know, like mm -hmm. I went to a college course with business administration when I was older, where I was being taught, "Hey, if you get a credit card, you can you can charge things and then pay the balance off before the actual due date, and you're not paying any interest, and you're building your credit." that's not things that we're taught in school. We're not taught right. things that are mm -hmm. useful and practical things that will actually help us really in life. It's all about conditioning, you know, and that's unfortunate. I mean, it, and that's where kind of like what's happened it, over the past few years, even though a lot of it's been really kind of crappy, there's mm -hmm. been a lot of like silver lining in, in the clouds yeah. because people are doing home homeschooling now. Yeah. Well, speaking you know, of there's which, a lot of things that are starting to shift where people are starting to think differently. Like it really gave people time to contemplate. Mm -hmm. And then as the, you know, the beginning, of, the beginning of this year, people were starting to kind of get tired of everything. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, and then we conveniently had the Canadian crap, then the European crap. And then now, now the, now the, um, now we've got the I, I won't even say it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, everybody uh, sees as the nonsense that it is. Right, right. But well, so I want to say like what you were talking about with homeschool and then like the, the trades and, and things like that. So there are there are some off ramps. Now you've had like homeschooling has been around for forever. Um, but there have been a lot of people who are reticent to do that because and my wife actually it's crazy. Uh, this has come full circle. My wife was one of them. When I suggested homeschooling our kids, she was like, no, nah, I'm going to end up killing one of them um, because like it's just like she she's a teacher, too. That's a crazy part. It's like I can teach other people's kids because like at the end of the day, like I they drive me nuts. But then I get to go home and be away from them. Like if it was my own kids, like I don't know if I could like get go through that cycle or whatever. There are a lot of parents who feel the same way. Well, what she's doing now, she just started a new school and it's like homeschooling, but it's my, it's these micro schools where she is having other kids go through like homeschool curriculum and she is administering and like overseeing, just kind of like being there as like a, a sounding board or to, to help out with it and to administer it. Um, like so a community, go, like community kind of homeschooling. 
Yeah, in a way, it's um, but the thing is, like you, th that sort of stuff, it, it's not like as free um, price wise anyway as like doing it yourself. You know, you do it yourself, and it, the only cost is like the supplies and the materials and whatever courses that you might be, have to buy or anything like that, and then like you spend your own time on it. With this, when you have someone else spend the time with your kids for you, you have to, you know, that she's not going to do that for free. Yeah. Um, so, but, but there is an alternative and like, what is she doing this summer? They're teaching, there's an entrepreneurship class and a 3d printing class and some other stuff too. That, that So it's those types of things are available when you go out of the system, when you break out of the system and, and go to something that's more private and more like select that you, you actually get to have a little bit more control over. The other thing I wanted to say was, that with with respect to how everybody's kind of seemed to give up on this thing i want to warn everyone that like the enemy has not gone to sleep we may think that this shit is over but this shit ain't over they are like i live in louisiana far our our state government is atrocious and tyrannical and they are pushing hard they're trying to push all this stuff again trying to they're, they're waiting for the next wave as in, so they can have an excuse, even if it's just like the last one where it was like we had tons of cases of like what? It doesn't matter. There's cases. So be scared. Be scared of the cases. Yeah. The case demic is coming at you. And so it the 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 hammers have not stopped dropping, I guess is what I'm getting at. So be alert and start building your own little systems. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Is like, so we talked earlier about the the wealthy and i think what you're talking about is like the extremely wealthy like there are a lot of people who think yeah, you're one percent you're one yeah, percent yeah the people the people who live in the suburbs or who live in the gated communities that they don't even like th those people who are running davos and all that stuff they spit on those people too <laughs> you know so like well no they're, they're trying to kill the middle class exactly they want it to be rich and poor yeah yeah they don't want there to be destitute yeah yeah and, and that's the, what America's been about is that medium. So let's be clear that they don't, they don't want two classes unless those classes are master and slave. Well, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's like Elysium. modern feudalism without utilizing those terms. It's just changing the words. Can you all Correct. see the movie Elysium where they have like the, the satellite planet thing that they've built in the sky that, uh, that all the, all the elites live on and they have like all the technology that like you lay down in a little bed and it like heals your broken bones and you just get up and you're good. And all the regular people live on earth still where like it's a desert and it's a garbage. Sounds like and Elon and, and Mars. <laughs> exactly. You heard how he was going to try to terraform it, right? Sending some nukes up there trying to change the atmosphere. Oh, I didn't hear radical that. Shift. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, he's, he's definitely, Oddly forward thinking in a lot of weird ways. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is like, I'm, I'm glad that what, what has transpired has transpired mm -hmm. because we've started getting people to question stuff and even movements that I don't agree with, like the, the letter between the P, the P and the, and the R. <laughs> right. um, it's still got people to start researching and it, mm -hmm. it almost decentralized the research and decentralized media in a way. For sure. I just wish, you know, some people would try their best to cleanse their system of the Kool-Aid they drank, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, that I've said before and, and, and my wife and I were talking about today, um, well, you know, we talk about reality a lot and what we think is reality. The reality is that we don't have any idea what reality is, <laughs> but, uh, but we, we like to make fun of these people that think that the world is flat. We like to make fun of these people that think that the world is hollow, all those kinds of things. I don't do that. And the no, I appreciate I, I appreciate the critical thinking, whether exactly. I agree or not. Right. Just just the fact that you see this box and you're thinking outside of it. Yeah, because exactly. the, bo- the box is the world and, con- and the conditioning that we've been conditioned with. So the people that are questioning anything that's that's what's going on, whether they're right or not, they're at yeah. least questioning. Yeah. Well, they and, know and, something's not right. And let me say something to the people who. Um, who who like to laugh and who say, you know disinformation is deadly and the the people who like fact checked your your quotes from the Declaration of Independence this is this is a real like I have to make this point maybe if y'all didn't suck so bad at telling the truth people wouldn't be looking into whether the Earth is flat or not even though you claim to have disproven that you know 50 75 100 300 400 years ago. Right. Because if if you if all the stuff that we are told is true, we keep finding like that a lot of it is lies. Well, that's that's what I was how do say. we not question that all of it is a lie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you actually, what I'm saying. <laughs> I, my, my uncle actually is a history fanatic. And like I'm like, OK, so you, 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 you go through all the history, but like you see that some of it's a lie. So why don't you question all of it? That is my argument for everything. You cannot just say, oh, well, this part, I, the first thing I go to is, okay, so why is our history about slavery different from what's uh, in the South? Because our history books don't match up. So therefore, if they lie about slavery in our own country, what makes you think that they don't lie about everything else? They still got my, uh, hey, or what is it? Uh, what is it? African artifacts in uh, uh, England in library or not libraries, but uh, museums, just cooling. And so like charging you to go see them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what sucks, what sucks about what you guys are saying is so, you know, people want to kind of question the people that think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the whole uh, shape of the planet, to me, here's the only thing we, and you, you said that we know we've been lied to. So you got to question, you know, what have we not been lied about? So, yep. but when it comes to that, that particular entity, that particular subject where a lot of people are divided mm-hmm. with the shape, mm-hmm. my thing is if, if we were to find out one way or another, it's not we'll what we change. think it is, yeah. then all it does is prove that we've been lied to. Right. So it just backs up what we're already thinking already. Right, right. But but if we found out that it was flat, round, or whatever, is it going to change anything? Like, are we going to start living any differently? Nope. Are we going to start, like, acting like snakes and it's, like, getting on the ground, slithering no, and stuff, thinking we're going to fall off or something? Finding out that it was round. Kind so of it doesn't slow. change a thing about the way we live. It's not one of these things that people need to, like, cling right. to. Like right, as their sure. self identity, because there's some people like this is all I'm about, this is all I'm consumed with, and it's like it doesn't fucking matter. I vote we're on the back of a turtle. That's we're being lied to. Like fucking, that. we're being lied to. Yes, yeah, exactly. question everything, trust well, nothing. 
It's yeah. funny that you say that too, because I, I had, uh, I went to my second, uh, Orthodox Christian liturgy today. And, um, I, I, cause I've been like looking into that. I'm, I'm cradle Roman Catholic and, uh, I've been just kind of, I've been like, like many people in that, uh, camp been dissatisfied to say the least with, is, uh, is it Greek how, Orthodox? It's no, it's Eastern Orthodox. Okay. I'm um, just like curious the, for the, the distinguishment. The Russian, yeah. Byzantine. Okay. Um, so, um, but so anyways, Chad's a Russian fan. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I stand with Ukraine. Da. Say, oh no, I'm learning Chinese too. So <laughs> you're, you're anyway, prepping. I'm prepping for everything. I've got all bases covered. I learned, I know Spanish, French, a little bit of Italian and Portuguese. And, uh, now I'm working on Chinese and, um, uh, converting to uh, Russian Orthodox. Anyway, so, no, Chad, I'm working on a head. degree in Ebonics. Wait, I was getting somewhere with something. Hang on, Nico. <laughs> Hold that thought. Now, don't lose it, though. Um, so I'm asking the priest afterwards because there's this thing that it's uh, the filioque. It's the the in like Catholics believe that the um, and state in the creed that the, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the father and the son. And the you know, you go back far enough and that wasn't there. That was inserted later. And the uh, Orthodox Church actually sees it as the Holy Spirit only proceeds from the father. And I'm asking the priest about this. And uh, oh shoot, Chris he's, Bounce. He's coming. He, oh, he's, no, he's okay. That was his comment in the thing. Okay, so anyway, I'm asking him about this, and he says, "Well," and he goes into like a description and everything. But he says, "But I have to ask you, why is that important to you? Because where he comes from, and where a lot of like the the Eastern Orthodox comes from, is like there's a lot of the the theology and like the scholarship of this that's like academic, but really it's about." like experiential and relational with God and, and, mm. and like knowing and loving Christ, knowing and loving the father, knowing and loving the Holy spirit and like feeling that and like having it, having it, an experience and a relationship with it rather than just learning more about it so that you can be smarter about it. Like the, a lot, especially in America, in the West in general, we live up here. And that's where like a lot of the enlightenment and the Renaissance and like a lot of that mm. stuff was like this. We're smarter than people who think that there's a God. And it's like, uh, are you though? I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, there's a lot of, um, so I, like, I, that's why I appreciate what, what Rice was saying about like, even if you're not Christian, like to look at it and see like, no, nah, like you can't look at Christ and see anything but like a model for how you should like conduct yourself, how you should live your life, speak truth to power and speak love to the oppressed, the suffering, and even to this, to the sinful, to the people who, who spit in your face and who beat you speak love to them because that's, that's again, that back to like the experience and the relationship of like trying to live you know, for and, and with God that that's anyway. So it's just kind of interesting. Cause that's like, I think that's where a lot of this stuff, what you were saying about the earth, like, but does that change our experience with the earth well, on a day to day basis? Not really. <laughs> imagine this. I mean, even when we're talking to people like that, just, I mean, and sometimes, I mean, I know this is like hard and I'm even saying it to myself, but treating people, how you want to be treated. Absolutely. You know, just kind of look at everybody as being you. Yeah. yeah, which in a way, I mean, you know, it's kind of true. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
So, I mean, I just think that we well, should us... really kind of go with that. And mm-hmm. the more that we do that, the more that we practice that, the more I think that we can evolve to that point where the evolution of the revolution makes sense. <laughs> That's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because we, we all came at this from a different way. And if we think of like, what if we were talking to ourselves before we got here? Would we talk to ourselves the way that we're talking to this person? Would you treat yourself the way that you're treating that other person? Exactly. Being and that's usually a lot of it. Talking, yep. you know, we can, talking is different. The way that you treat people. Treat them. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, thank you for that. That's and and to, to both points, um, I, I'm very influenced by Aristotle myself. Uh, his book, Metaphysics, which is really long and really boring, but massively, <laughs> ma- massively uh, insightful. Uh, especially being that it's, you know, about 2000 years old. Um, Aristotle said that, um, and and this is one of the, the key philosophers of Western culture. This is a guy that founded a lot of the thought that Mm -hmm. we see, that we think about today. Aristotle said without, you know, talking about um, like the thought, the thoughts and mind that, Educating the mind without edu- educating the heart is no education at all. That's mm-hmm. th- that's what he said. Yeah. Because we have to have that understanding, and, and, and it's it's why I don't call myself really anything. I, I I find myself being comfortable with the title, anarch anarchist stuff like that. But I don't really like titles of any kind, and they don't because none of them fit. And that's because I stopped thinking about. A lot of these um, these ideas, whether we're talking about the existence and religion and those kinds of things, or we're talking about politics and the interaction between people, um, uh, you know, those kinds of human action, as Mises would have said, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped just thinking about them and I started looking at it through my heart and knowing what is good and knowing what is, you know, makes me feel good when somebody does this or that for me, that matters. And that's why, you know, one of the things I think we need to do as we are communicating, and I think that everyone here is good at this, but we need, we need more people doing this is that we need to stop being so like dramatic and in people's face and just show them the truth, Mm -hmm. show them that being peaceful is better. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's a problem when, when somebody thinks that they are superior in knowledge to somebody else uh-huh. and they're trying to wake somebody up to their knowledge. Mm. Sometimes people are doing it in a way where they present themselves as being the almighty knowledgeable individual. And that's a turnoff. When somebody comes up to me and tries to act like they know what the hell they're talking about, and I don't by implying it by the way they're talking, uh-huh. that's really a big turnoff. And then, you know, on the flip side, where you don't agree with people, just defaulting back to the treat people how you want to be treated. I can tell somebody I don't agree with them, but appreciate their out-of-the-box critical thinking and make it a compliment Mm -hmm. and still make my statement known without offending and still kind of uplifting at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately, you got to think every experience you have with another individual, what kind of impact are you leaving? Right. Are you leaving a positive impact? Are you leaving a negative impact? Or just are you leaving no kind of like real significant impact? And you should really kind of want your interactions to have more of a positive impact. And the more you practice it, the more I think that you can kind of get onto that, which is my whole thing about practice change. 
Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, imagine if one person in every family, every family, just one person in every family did what you're talking about. One mm -hmm. person and concentrated on spreading love and not fear and hate and all the bull crap that we want, that we watch. If you had one person in every single family, every single household who was there to spread love, imagine the impact that would have on the planet. It would be a great impact because I mean, the, the, the best way to show somebody something is not telling them it's actually doing it. Right. Leading, by, leading by example mm -hmm. and not trying to prove people wrong by your words. Yeah, there was this uh, restaurant. Ahead, there was this restaurant, and uh, there was this fast food restaurant in uh, Texas, I think. There was like seventy-five people, back to back, paid for the person behind them. Mm -hmm. And on the seventy-fifth one, uh, the employee eyeballed him. <laughs> like you're foul. <laughs> he stopped it. He stopped the train. He stopped the train. But like, if people were to do that more often, and like just you know, be courteous and whatnot. It it, it goes a long way. And uh, it's like a smile or a hug to an individual who needs it for that one day. Sure. And it's not what you say. It's how you say it, too. Very true. Mm. Which is, I think, a lot. You know, we choose our words carefully. Mm. It's not as it's not as dirty as like knowing that that's happening and getting back in the line and ordering seventy five dollars worth of food. <laughs> and, and, and going back to the <laughs> just to troll whoever's, whoever's right, right in front you of can you. troll out of love well if you go give that to like a homeless shelter or something like that well because the bad thing about that is and this is sad like there are a lot of places like that that won't take it unless it's like some approved that's why they canned goods is always a thing they have to be not expired and all this there's like all these rules we had a um, a group of farmers here in louisiana in new orleans actually that they went to one of the New Orleans food banks and dropped off 1,800 pounds of deer meat. Wow. They cut the packages open, threw them in a dumpster, and poured bleach all over them. That's foul. It wouldn't even allow for health, anybody health else department. to take advantage of it. The, yeah. health department, the health department forced them to do that. Because, well, no, because it, it wasn't like... It hadn't been inspected or whatever the you know right. Like, it's got to go through like a certain go through this whole governmental like, legal process exactly, that right. that participates Which, in the commerce world. That's what I was going to say. The what they really mean is you aren't part of our little clique of people who get to donate money and write you it didn't off pay and money. all that stuff. Yeah. You didn't pay into this system, so you don't get to be part of it. But even I think if they would have freely donated it without ex expectation of a write off, there still would have been an issue. Oh no, absolutely. But that, because but they still, don't want they don't want there to be. For one, I don't think they even want like homeless people to be getting real meat, whether it's oh, venison, right. whether whether exactly. it's venison or not, you know, because it's like right. giving them real it's protein and might, might feed their brain to think. Right, right. Yeah, right. You know, we, we want you, we want you dumb and stupid. So we, we want you to we have all this McDonald's stuff to donate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We want it to I, be. We want it to be like uh, hormones and antibiotics in the meat and everything and all this. Yeah, other that's stuff. the idea. Like, can't be and, wild deer. And to go back with too with the pandemic stuff, like just kind of circle back around when, when you bring this up. One of my biggest arguments was if we're not seeing depopulation of homeless people, mm. and I've been That's in situations where I've chosen to be homeless yeah. because I was going to prison. I've seen how homeless people live. I I know what it's like, and, and I know that you know you don't have shelters giving people vitamin C. Uh, they're mm -hmm. they're multivitamins. I know that some of these people have mental health and and drug related issues and they don't care about their health and they're the most unhealthy 
their immune systems are are pretty much shot. You might as well say, like, if you're homeless, you don't have an immune system unless you're like the rare cock cockroach breed. Right. But overall, you know, we didn't see a uh, decline here. Here mm -hmm. where I live, what we saw was they insinuated that there was a decline, mm -hmm. and they started putting because a lot of the hotels are closed to the public started getting government assistance to pay for that to allow for some of the homeless to go into hotels Exit the streets and house them <laughs> you wouldn't see them on the street so you're like oh what happened to homeless people they must they must have died yeah. they must have got killed off with the with the with other the stuff, stuff that was happening the magic virus with the bananas because <laughs> it's bananas so, man for sure <laughs> i do i do need to say though with all of that with all of that said there is hope because Absolutely. at the end of the day, you know, and I think I learned this from Michael Malice actually on Glenn Beck. I could be wrong, but I, that's where I think I learned this. But I learned because I want to give a source because I don't really know, but I think it was Michael Malice on Glenn Beck. He said that during uh, the Cold War, when Reagan was pre president, this, this is the kind of hope that I want to see for people going back to the idea that you know, people are generally good. Anyhow, in Russia and in the United States, when Reagan and Gorbachev were in charge, the um, they both independently, the Russians and the Americans, ran a test on that incoming president, whether it's Gorbachev or it's Reagan. Uh, and they, in this test, it was a, a, a demo, and the, the president did not know that this was a demo. They gave them a test that said that the nukes were launched from the opposing team. You know, the Russians were attacking us mm -hmm. or the, 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 and vice versa. Neither president pushed the button. Neither one of them. No, Neither, people, but people grew up in fear. And right. that's something like before my generation, there were people that grew up in fear of that very deal. That's why we had nuclear shelters. Right. Which we don't do those protocols like they did back. 30, sure. 40, 50 years ago. Sure. And and I'm not heartened that the current leadership of either company of either uh team would 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 not push the button. But it gives me hope knowing that those shit bags couldn't destroy the rest of humanity when they knew their part of humanity was about to die. So I think that there is hope for humanity going forward because even the 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 echelons of the evil that is government couldn't annihilate millions of people now again i don't have faith that our current mm -hmm. piece of shit would would have that predilection but it I does forget well i mean we got to see we got to see a people overcoming a lot of this division because i mean the people that are coming together is a very small amount of people and it's not enough uh -huh. that's why i kind of like i've been I've been really understanding you mentioned mark passio he talks a lot about the hermetic principles and 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 the idea of manifestation uh -huh. and i know we have the power of speaking things into existence so i'm mm -hmm. always trying to speak into existence that when enough people take a stand nothing can stand against the people absolutely and we can literally peacefully peacefully not with conflict not with violence change mm -hmm. the world doesn't absolutely. have to be like it's been before you know mm -hmm. i think we've progressed enough as a species that we can just I said it to G. Edward Griffin, he, and he didn't agree, so I wouldn't say necessarily just stop participating, mm -hmm. but we can literally change the world by saying no. Mm -hmm. and, and no absolutely. 
historically, you're correct. The thing is, people want to say that no revolution has ever happened without bloodshed. That's bullshit. That, you know, the, there's a there's an entire conflict that happened before the United States existed uh, called the Bloodless Revolution. It was inspired by John Locke, and it was largely what it was called, was bloodless. There was a revolution. They overthrew the English government, and largely there were, you know, like, like a couple people died in a town, you know, because they got in a fight and, you know, that kind of thing. But largely it did not have any kind of death. And, and so we can get there. Right. But the you majority know? of what you're talking about ends in bloodshed. And my problem with the word revolution, and I, that's why I like evolution of the revolution is because sure. etymology, when you start studying what words mean and where they come from, the word revolution people don't think about it from a mechanical standpoint which is like more of like really what truly defines mm -hmm. it and it's just circling back to a point mm -hmm. so why do we want to circle back to a point because it seems like anything prior to now is broken mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's where the evolution comes into play with the yep. revolution because otherwise we're just going back to something and i don't think at this point we need to go back to anything for sure it needs to be uh it's a great band name. It's not my favorite band at all, but Days of a New. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, we got to start well, fresh, like literally yeah. fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I think also like, so there's, there's a few things like you, you can go back to that old, I won't say the real name of this card deck, this card game that was uh, created, um, but the, we'll call it the occultocracy deck. Um, but they have all these different, we were talking about like the cold war and all like, so there's war, there's uh, storms, there's uh, diseases, there's the economic stuff. They're, they they throw, they, they, they kind of rotate through this deck. And, you know, depending on what card they pull, they're like, oh, I guess we get to play this one now. Um, and uh, and so they, they try, try all that stuff. But you, you do really have, we have the power back to like my um, exploration of my own faith and, and like my um, movement towards um orthodoxy like you were talking about that we can change the world just by saying no and if you go back and look like the 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 orthodox church puts a lot of um focus on like the lives of the saints and you look at a lot of these martyrs that they just continue to say no in the face of torture in the face of mutilation in the face of death horrible death well it's taking a stand it's a true stand for what you believe in which we don't yes. we don't recognize we, today yeah we don't we, we've been so and that and, and so that's what i was going to say like what the real trick the real okie doke that the the evil one the the real enemy behind all this stuff the 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 demonic spirit that really kind of drives all of the evil that we see around us is man like we are really susceptible to being comfortable we are comfortable that's the worst like no like we, we would really rise up if they were really sticking their foots on our throats we would really rise up right, well i mean we're comfortable because they're expecting a savior all of the superhero movies they've been programmed yeah with, a lot of people do expect somebody else to say that they expect a savior now at this right, point. that's go. why they don't want to stand up that's why they're susceptible to being comfortable right now that's but why it's they also too you mean you gotta you also gotta look at the um I mean, what they're pushing in food, uh -huh. genetically oh, modified docile. organisms, fast uh, food. Now they're glorifying Crap. obesity. 
Yeah. You know, like, make you, um, make you fat and lazy. And I'm a little chubby right now, but I wouldn't glorify it by right. no means. I wouldn't say, hey, I'm like, I got a sexy dad body. Like, I, I, I don't want to take my shirt off in public. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not really proud of the way I look right now. And they're trying to like make it like I should be. Like, I should just be able to, like, free Willie. <laughs> Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. He said, USDA approved Wellbutrin-fed cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Green Soylings. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, for man. sure. Yeah, it, shit, it, man. Yes. The, you're right, though. In, 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 in both you and Nico are right. They're doing so much programming. Mm-hmm. The, the good news is about that is that people just don't buy the shit anymore. They just don't. And no less people, less people are buying it. Where it seemed like the beginning of 2020, it seemed like we were like an extreme minority. Uh And I don't feel such an extreme minority right now. Right. I had a tweet earlier. I think it was this week that was absolutely nails this. Um, Someone had agreed with me about something to do with guns. And I can't remember. And they were like, well, it looks like it's you and me. And I told them, I said, no, there are a million of us. And there are, there's a million of us guys out there. There are a million people globally who consider themselves an anarchist, a voluntarist, something like that, a libertarian, mm-hmm. something that is in our family of beliefs. At least a you million, know? I would think. Yeah, yeah, Look, a the, million. But the, the only thing I would is, want, the only thing I would want to promote to connect people is mm-hmm. people can check out peoplesrights.org. It is a uh, phone system app system to connect your local neighbors and people in your local areas and then connect you with people in bigger areas and then also freedomcells.org and i think freedom cells is doing a changeover but freedom cells is trying to connect people in different areas in different specialties and then connect those smaller cells and bigger cells and then connect those bigger cells together to create networks and the more that we can create these alternative networks and and alternative means of communication the more that we're going to be able to make forward moves what was the name of the first one that you mentioned people's rights with an s.org. And that was actually created by Emin Bundy, who's running for governor of Utah, I believe. No, no not it's not Utah. Where is it? He's running for governor of Oregon, maybe? Probably in Nevada. Idaho. Oh, is it Idaho? Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. yeah. I knew they were up there, one of those uh yeah. Well, he was in Vegas when the when the standoff took place with his family. Yeah, there was one of the Bundy people was uh, made friends with. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, at New, when we were in New Orleans, made uh, friends with him. I think his name was uh, Robert. I think it's connected okay. to the Bundys. Good dude. Um, but to kind of wrap up what I was saying earlier, yes, we're numbered in the millions. The problem is, statists are numbered in the billions, mm-hmm. and so yes. We, you know, we're not Lysander Spooner out in the middle of the woods in Ohio mm-hmm. going, fuck, <laughs> you know, we don't have that going on anymore. We're not Emma Goldman getting kicked out of the country because she's an anarchist. We don't have that going on anymore, but mm, there's probably, in, unless you're in my family, there's probably one other anarchist in this whole town that I live in. Mm. So, you know, and so we are definitely a minority. And, but we are a quick growing minority. I will give you that. Where I'm at is I, I try to stay hopeful. I fail an awful lot. Um, and right now, you know, I used to envision getting to this freedom and this ideas. You know, five years ago, I'd have told you, I think it'll happen in my lifetime. And I don't. I do not think mm-hmm. that I'm going to see it in my lifetime. 
but I sure would like to see it in my kids' lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so we have to do what we can do, no matter how big, small, whatever thing you can do for your community to, to reach that, do that. It, it may be something we've talked about here. It may be well, something we haven't. It doesn't matter how big or small. Right. Everybody has a par- part to play. Just play your part. Yeah. And like we all said, all combined, you know, all combined, it works in unison. So just play the part that you can play, yeah. the part that, that's meant for you, and and just roll with it. And just you know, again, whether it's big or small, everything makes an impact. And if you think about this as like a seed, you know, I would love to see these things happen in my lifetime as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the ideas of anarchy, but do I think that humanity is ready for this right now? Absolutely not. So all I can do is plant seeds and water seeds, and that's the best that we can do, and just hope for the best and just keep being the change and and leading by example. For sure. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to do what we can do. And, you know, it is by supporting each other. Um, Chris, uh, just to kind of gear us down to uh, wrapping this up, I want you to give all of your links. I we have uh, all of we have your YouTube channel. We have um, your website and uh, your Twitter down below, as well as the the McAfee. Um, but where else can people uh, reach out to you? Um, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Telegram, and Facebook. You can find me my my legal name, Chris Rice, on Facebook, and everywhere else. You can pretty much, pretty much find me at Rice TVX. Um, I am also on Odyssey and Library on BitChute. I started posting recently on Truth Social, mm. um, mainly to bring attention to the Janice McAfee stuff. It's not necessarily an ideology I agree with. I, I agree with freedom of speech. So as many platforms that are going to offer me that, I'm going to be there. So, um, Did you have to and, do a lot of uh, personal disclosure to to get an account there? Because I, like, I remember there's one of them, maybe Getter was the one that was – they were like they wanted like your license and all this other bullshit. And I was like, yeah, nah, I didn't I'm sign up for Getter because Getter I thought was like associated with some Chinese stuff. It was, and you know I'm not 100 percent sure about True Social. I mean, I that's I, Trump I use, thing, right? That's, yeah, well, yeah, and I use Android, so I don't have a an application. I'm just using a website. I didn't even know okay. I could sign up with the website, so it was just something okay. new to me. Okay, all right. Like, literally in the past week, I signed up, but pretty much everywhere, Rice TVX. You know, and I would definitely encourage people to check out my channel and explore my my videos, my playlist section, because I've been around since January of 2018. And a lot of stuff goes missed because people don't want to explore my older videos. But I've been doing this for a minute now. It feels like um, feels like forever. It feels like forever mm-hmm. ago since I met you, Marcus. I know it's been a because minute. Marcus Marcus actually, you know, like my very first interview on my channel, my. <laughs> was was adam kokesh and had i had i known that adam kokesh would have been such a bad first guest i might have second guessed myself (laughs) um only because youtube hates that dude so much Uh, right i think it set me off on a bad foot but um i'm still thankful for my journey i mean i've been able to cross over like twenty eight and a half thousand subscribers and it Mm -hmm. feels like a million for what i'm dealing with that's awesome yeah. yeah. All right. So real quick, um, we had a question from from the audience asked if you could uh, comment further on the etymology of the word revolution. Perhaps revolution re- refers to going back to universal status before then attempting to rebuild another type of society. Uh, care to tackle that? 
the only thing I would say is what have we had in the world that has worked well enough for humanity to work as a stepping stone to get to that point. So no, it, I, it may, it may be like evolving what we already further know and trying to make like compromises to the point that we can find a, a universal system. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't have the answers. All I can do is try to inspire people. Um, but I will say that when I got involved in cryptocurrency, one of my biggest reasons was to see the end of money as we actually know it. Right. So I don't. I I definitely can't claim to have the answers, but going. But usually with the uh, revolution, we're going back to a certain point. So, um, which is weird that they used American Revolution in mm. that term because it doesn't make any sense from an etymo etymological point of right, view. Right. It was like, more of a civil war. Well, it was. It wasn't like going back to something that almost, was before. Yeah. So there was no like going back to a certain point because the creation of the united states as we know it was the first attempt to get away from any sort of sovereignty like yeah, king or that's queen why, monarchy that's why i say get that's away why from i anything. say if you, if you read the patriot report you'll find out that like that was like probably a hundred or two hundred years in the making of like just the same people the same money interests were behind like funding the parts of it that you know like you look at the people who actually and for all the beauty that exists in the declaration and in the constitution, there's also, you can see the, the, the roots, interest. the roots of the money interest behind it as well. Yeah. And, no, I'm not saying those are perfect documents. They're, by no means. they're, they're definitely, they definitely created something that was like, Hey guys, just like with this, all this stuff that's going on now, it's like, hey, look, this will be so much more convenient. You won't have to carry a wallet around. You won't have to, you'll just be able to do all this stuff. We'll put a chip in you. That'll be so much you more convenient. You sound like Justin Trudeau. You might want to stop talking, Chad. Well, I'm just saying this is how this is how these these folks come up with this stuff. I know, but like, it's not like you were actually so like much... literally verbatim like saying what Trudeau was saying <laughs> this about, is... hey. It, it'll hey, be so people. much better. Just, and I think, let, and us I think control that... your, let us control your mind and just shut up. Right. Right. But but it but it comes with this like this backdrop of like, no, this is better for you. This is gonna make you more free. And, and give I go us back more to, control like, so you can be more free. Exactly. <laughs> and so if you go back to like you go back to the constitution, go back to like how that and like the how they move from the articles of confederation to the constitution, and it's like they, they're like, Hey, wait a second this is like some bullshit like where's our power structure in here we let's build a different document <laughs> and and then all of our shit will be well, installed that's why in the there. arguments between the federalist and the anti-federalist yeah you know, which is you know yeah. obviously uh the argument where where the argument was the federalists have won so yeah, go absolutely. back in history look at the anti-federalist look at their argument yeah. and yeah. pay attention to where we're patrick at patrick henry is my exactly. jam and that's and that's that's kind of my point is that like I think some of some of what what you were talking about from a revolution standpoint, I don't think it's necessarily incorrect to call that a revolution. It was just a they they were in the midst of figuring out how they were going to transfer the power from that entity that was controlling and monetizing people to this other one. That's why, like what you were talking about earlier with like the Fed and the Wall Street and the SEC kind of trying to 
I think they're seeing like some of their power being taken away by the EMF and by the WEF, the uh, NWO, whatever, you, whatever you want. All of Whoops. them things, man. Yeah, the, all the, the WHO, uh, the yeah, ABCDs, exactly. the QFGs. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> so, so um, all saying all that to say, let's bring it back to another thing that that you said that I thought was really interesting um, and and something that people that I wanted to kind of reiterate. Um, what's up, Vic? I see you. Um, is the idea of um, Marcus was talking about securing like this stuff for our kids, for our, for the next generation or the generation after. And I would say that part of that is instilling in them that ability and that willingness and that courage and that understanding that it's the right thing to do to say no. But the best way to do that, Chad, is by example. You can tell your Absolutely. kid you can tell your kid everything in the world. Mm-hmm. You show your kid. Mm-hmm. It means yeah. a whole lot more. And we're getting to that that's, point. Yeah. That's that's, that, that's what I'm trying to do. And I and it's it's funny too, because like we talk about all the, the comfort and everything. I'm not gonna lie. Like I part of that is me talking to myself. Like I know I'm too comfortable. I'm more comfortable than I need to be. And I and I I I'm what I do a lot of times is I try to fight this fight while not giving up that comfort um, and trying to, I guess what, in a way I'm like, I'm like, I got one foot in one camp and one foot in the other one where I'm like, all right, I want to try to make this to where it doesn't destroy everything that we've built lifestyle wise um, if I can, but I'm ready to shift my weight to the other square that I'm already, I've already got a foothold in to like, all right, I guess we're living in the woods and, um, we're going to just be like rocking out like that. But I, I, I want to try to make sure that we s- keep our, you know, draw that line in the sand and keep our foot planted here because I, I don't know that running away necessarily ends up any other way than we all end up huddled in a corner and they're like, like red that's dawn. where those guys are. Blow them up. That's <laughs> right. Don't stop. Like yeah. what you need to do is you need to like, actually community building like and if you're not in an area with people that you can build a community with maybe you might want to consider being in another area yeah right and i know there's a lot of people that are trying to to do like property shares Mm -hmm. where you're buying like you know anywhere between like five and ten acres and maybe splitting that between like four to six families something to that effect so there's ways you know it's just a matter of getting away from because here's the thing if 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 shit really hits the fan, uh, comfortability is going to be a luxury. Absolutely. Yeah. So get used to being uncomfortable. Get used to the uncomfortable and the, th- and the change and the things you don't like and be prepared to like flip on a switch, man, because that's where we're at. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Like they, right. they could start deeming us all enemies of the state and start rounding us up into some sort of camp. Who the fuck knows, man? I agree. And, and I think that's the point, you know, at the end of what you said about not knowing is the key. We do not know. Strength and, and, and strength in numbers. You by yourself trying to survive sure. is not going to work. We're tribal people, right. man. We need, we talked about the divine feminine, divine masculine. Um, well, actually I talked about that earlier on a stream earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. And, we and, we talked about that here too. So but the combination of two. So it, it, it takes multiple skills and multiple purposes Absolutely. to be able to, to yes. unify. And when it comes to like prepping 
you know, you need to have people that understand things about medicine. You have people understand things about a lot of different areas and not everybody is specialized. So that's where right. group play really comes into an importance. Sure. And that's why Making, like people's rights, people's yeah. rights.org and freedom cells, you know, it's a really freedom cells.org is really good way of like bringing people together. For sure. Awesome. And, and isn't freedom cells uh, put together by Derek bros. Derek Bros, um, I'm John John Bush, and John Bush, I think, is a main main culprit, but okay. I think there's other individuals. I think sure. Bros kind of came on, and he had more of a bigger name in the alternative media to help bring attention to it. Yeah, and I think they're modifying the website and are launching Freedom Cells 2.0, if I'm not mistaken. So, but it's another way of connecting people up. Um, I was really impressed with what they were creating. And the, nice. those are the two biggest resources. And I've been trying to get John Bush on. We've just been having big conflicts of schedule because he's almost as busy, if not more busy than I am. Well, I appreciate you sharing your time with us. And let's do it more often. Yeah, I agree. Um, you're yeah. you're a very good guest. You're a very good host, too. If people have not <laughs> checked out, check, you're a very good, you know, there are, I, I have a very little time. And it is not common that I catch a lot of podcasts or YouTube channels or all of those. You're one of the, the few that I catch relatively frequently. And, um, and that's because you have a very good uh, interview style. I like the way that you interview. Um, and I've, I've, and for people that don't haven't known uh, Chris that well, or haven't known me that, that's not something that I would say about everybody. And no, it, it means a some, lot to me. I, I know that. And I was going to say yeah. that it means a great deal because I know how you are. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I, I, and I appreciate that. But he's an asshole. That's what you were saying. Right. Chris? <laughs> right, right. I, I know how you are. Yeah. I'm the whole ass, man. Don't limit me to the little, little piece. <laughs> he's right. He's right. He's, he's the whole, he's the whole package. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, man. Thing. Right. But, but, but no, yeah, for right. sure. But but go check out his his <laughs> channel. He has a bunch of really good content. Uh, definitely check out the the McAfee interview. I personally like the uh, the recently the Pasco um, one. But some of the the older ones too, where you cover some of the conspiracy theories, those are really good. And one of the things that I like about Chris particularly is that um, he's open minded, but he likes proof. And, and, and hey, I like that. You gotta be. The open mind is skeptic. Yeah, that's that. No, but that's great. That's a great, that, that's how we all should be. Honestly, like I, it's, it's crazy how we've got, we've involved or evolved or devolved into this world of like people who they'll believe anything they hear as long as it comes from the sources that they have already like blindly trusted. Right. But what sucks about that too, is you know, I have to accept the fact that not everything has mm. factual proof yeah, and proof. things like yeah, that yeah. but there are but, but but when you're talking about certain things that i'm smart enough to know that yeah mm -hmm. there should be some truth right I'm, I'm gonna push i'm gonna push until i get it mm -hmm. yeah some of it you can just go through like philosophical proofs like uh, okay so mm -hmm. let's think of all the things that would, it would take to make this actually true like, and where you know does this satisfy that does this okay does it trip up somewhere along the way all right well then let's dig into that and 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 it doesn't even necessarily mean like it has to be like hard physical evidence or anything like that, but we can, you can, you can kind of use your bullshit sensor for a lot of that stuff. So uh, just having that, that what you said is a perfect way to describe it. The open-minded skeptic is, is a beautiful way of putting it. And I have to say, I appreciate what you did coming on here and providing like solutions and helping to speak to that because that's, 
that's what we're all about. That's what we have been well, that's why I say we should years. do. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, man, but I no, really feel like we should do this definitely more often because um, I feel like when I'm coming, coming to my show and I don't know if I'm going to be on it again, I got to get a bunch of information out. And uh, there's yeah. so much that we have not touched on that I can like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, there's so many sure. areas that I can cover. I'm really ADD and OCD. Nice. So it, what you it, should do. Fit in right well here. Yeah, for sure. What you should do, it, it really, Chris, is what would you like to talk to Aquarian Anarchy about? Do you want to talk about conspiracies and blah, 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 blah? Do you want to talk about crypto and blah, 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 blah? About it, man. I would love to do a focused episode about anarchy because you that's talked good. about getting rid of labels, and that's yeah. one label that I've decided to shed. Nice. Um, not publicly go around and just tell people I'm an anarchist because – Socially, the word has been tainted so much, especially over the past few years uh, with various movements, not to like say anything that's going to get anybody in trouble, but I'm pretty sure people can get ants with the ephas and things like that. Yeah. So I just don't want to be associated with something like that. And to me, there's bigger battles for us mm -hmm. to to choose. And also there's a bunch of poser ass anarchists who wants to start using the word voluntarist because they don't want to use the word anarchist because they're afraid of what I just said. Right. And I'd just rather shed the label because I, I'm I'm more, I'm much more than that. Awesome. Okay. Like like we say, we could go on and on and on. Well, I think that might actually fake ass Christians, but Mark Passio needs to do a fake ass anarchist <laughs> a presentation. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them mofos. Oh, I'm telling you, nice. but but we could go on. <laughs> yeah, no, we could. We could. We can go on forever. That's why I said we got to do this more often. Nico, For you sure. got anything before we uh, before we bounce? I appreciate it, boss man. Uh, I am not very privy to your uh, discography, but I most definitely uh, appreciate the way that uh, you dropped info. So I'm most definitely going to check it out. Uh, as check out my, I mean, you, you, you're a Hotep fan, right? Yes, most definitely. You're the Hotep connection, if I'm not correct, right? Well, yeah, I'm well, if I'm correct. Um, no, no, well, chat is, but. So, no. okay, chat, okay. So, well, Hotep's the good people, man. And Hotep, you know, I've had him on my show a couple times, and he's going to be back on um, soon. So I would, you know, check out some of the Hotep conversations because me and him align very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of people here. wouldn't think that, but me and him are very much on par. Yeah. I was really glad to see you guys link up in person in uh in, in Miami too. That was, that was really cool. me too, man. And he wanted to interview me before that, uh, because we were hanging out during Dead Mouse. We I mean we mm -hmm. talked a couple times, but mm -hmm. we were hanging out, hanging out. I had um some medicinables <laughs> and he was he was participating and we were dancing and having a good time and he had a film guy, but he yeah. wanted to interview me the day before and I had, had about an hour and a half before I saw him. I had a heat stroke issue oh, and, no. and it was like completely brain fogged. It was like, I cannot be on camera doing an interview. <laughs> so, um, but he has been nothing but, uh, but cool as hell. Uh, not that I didn't expect anything less, but yeah, he sent me a copy of the book and, uh, I appreciate that. It's a great book. He's good people. I appreciate him spreading the messages. I, I appreciate him getting on the anarchy bus and starting to understand what anarchy is about. That was Chad. Chad I mean, it's that. a big yeah. thing. I mean, because, I mean, pe people don't realize, and this is the last thing I'll say because I know I'm rambling, but 
if you don't have a king or a queen or you don't have somebody that is your ruler and that you look up to mm-hmm. is like, no, I listen to this authority figure and they're sovereign above me, then you are an anarchist. Because the mm-hmm. simplest way to explain what anarchy is is the opposite of what a, a monarchy or monarchist is. Mm-hmm. And if you live in the UK, then you're a monarchist. You can't, yeah. you can't call yourself an anarchist and live in the UK. Right, right. right. Um, here we have, I guess, like an oligarchy, but I don't identify them as shit. So I don't participate yeah. in a reindeer game. So, yep. That's why we call ourselves anarchs. That was Marcus's uh, thing. We we are still we are self we are self owned and uh, and self ruled, and we try to you know obviously we have there's there's certain practical limitations to what you can you know we're not living in anarchy obviously, um, but we 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 do we do what we can to express and to assert our self-ownership well what i think helps the most is you know with this aa meeting that we're having here today i know which is why you should be calling these things for sure having that first word 12 steps that's a good thing the the first a before the anarchy i think really helps to help what you guys are doing because if it was just something else anarchy it may not have the same that's all marcus man right so when I think of Aquarian, I think about enlightenment and mm-hmm. knowledge and growing. So when I think about Aquarian anarchy, I can't associate it with the ant of the ephas. So <laughs> right, sure. right, yeah. For well, sure. again, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. You're a fantastic guest. Um, again, anybody the, that wants to look up stuff, uh, it's it's rice. Uh, TVX on everything pretty much and you can uh, see many links down down below especially that uh, that uh, petition for Janice McAfee thanks again for coming on been wonderful as always and uh, Chad you ready yep everybody stay free <laughs>